0: Everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching... Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt. That is Adam Glenn. And we together are the Hollywood Raw Podcast.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to start it. I don't know
0: where that came from. I'm sorry. We're just going
1: to go with you it. You are though. such like the Casey Kasem of like <laughs> entertainment news radio. It's so it, You're so good at it, dude. I'm the, yeah. Um, oh, how are you guys? Hope, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, usually every week. At least on our Wednesday episode, we usually have a guest on, and sometimes we like to switch it up, and just Dax and I talk, and that's what we're going to do today. Is that right, Dax?
0: Well, you know what it is? It's because – so I am the one who is, like, letting people into our private Facebook page off the record, and I'm reading a lot of the times, like – what your favorite episode was or who you want on. And a lot of people seem to really like our episodes about our personal interactions with celebrities, like either Who's the Biggest Asshole? They love that episode. They love the ones of just... Who we don't like or who we do like or, you know, what we've had throughout the years when it comes to celebs. And so I thought, why don't we do something a little different today? If they like these interactions, let's talk about the best interactions we've ever had with celebs because we've never really done that. We've mentioned it a couple times, sprinkled in, but we've never, like, actually done an episode where, like, let's talk about the coolest shit that has ever happened to us that involved a celebrity. Yeah. So, so that and, is the plan for today. And Daxa.
1: You know, it's, I'm actually curious to hear your list because Dax and I, again, we have not heard each other's list. We've, you know, we both met a, a good amount of people, a lot of people, and we just, you know, for obviously for this episode, we haven't shared our list with each other. So me and Dax are going to kind of go back and forth to see who, you know, just kind of compare our our favorite celebrity interactions, our favorite celebrity kind of meetups with in a way i guess it's gonna be pretty and then we're gonna
0: vote at the end who has a cooler (laughs) life and the other person gets killed so yeah it's it's gonna be great it is great
1: before we get to that uh (laughs) we are gonna read your reviews dax has a few ready for us dax you have some reviews
0: i got some reviews this one comes from kbs 7601 it says fantastic show this podcast brings me joy they always have such positive energy that puts me in a good mood they are such incredible interviewers as well highly recommend Thank you, KBS. Appreciate it. And if I read this one, really sorry, guys. I'm trying to keep my shit together, and I'm not doing a good job. All right. Next next comes from Stephanie Fasik. Five stars. Love your shows, babe. Uh, I'm sorry. Love your show, babes. Uh, I'm in sales and I have to drive a lot. You make my long days enjoyable. I love your flow and format. You make an hour and a half drive feel like 30 minutes. I found you through Juicy Scoop. I don't follow many podcasts. Don't feel bad for me. I'm killing it right now. Thanks for keeping me entertained between my stressful appointments. And that comes from Stephanie Jenkins from Annapolis. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah, no. Great, great post right there. Great review. And my last one comes from Ash Bump. Uh, five stars, one of the best overall podcasts. I found this podcast after listening to you on uh, "Do You," and I'm officially obsessed. It's uh, such a great mix of everything, Hollywood gossip and all things. By far, one of my top three. I listen to every single week. Thank you all. Love Ashley Bumpus. Bump- Bumpus. Bumpus. I think you say Bumpus. Name. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, I'm literally I'm I'm deleting out the ones that I've already read, but I feel like I keep running into every week. The same ones pop back into my list, and I don't know how it's happening. So if I've already read those, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm doing my best here. Okay.
1: Uh yeah. Um yeah. Well, thank you guys for the reviews. Again, that's the best thing you do to support this podcast is leave review. Uh, leave a review. All you gotta do is go to iTunes or wherever you listen uh, to Apple. Go to Apple. You know, most of you guys are listening to Apple. Go to Apple, the podcast app. Put in Hollywood Raw. Go all the way to the bottom. And then there, you can leave five stars, say a few kind words, and if you do that, we'll actually read your review live on air. And thank you to you guys that do that. Shout out to everyone in our private Facebook group off the record, you guys are awesome. And now Dax, I'm gonna tell you a story. Can we, I'm gonna get right into it.
0: Just do it, go Let for it. Let me ask it. you
1: Dax, who was the first concert you ever saw?
0: Dave Matthews. No, was it? Yes, 100%, I saw Dave Matthews at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. That was my first concert, and everything has been shit after that.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, I get it. it's, uh, it's same thing. Dave Matthews is my first. Con- really? Is it a Jewish thing? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> it, no, it was. Um, yeah, Dave Matthews Band was my first concert ever. I, I love Dave Matthews Band. It's just. I don't know how. How would you explain Dave Matthews Band to like the? You know, everyone knows who they are, I mean, but we have to. I feel like no people know they Dave are, Matthews. but like, why is it that we love them so much? Because it's not like they're like. Know.
0: But you know why? Because it's so connected to our childhood. I think like growing up, I remember Dave Matthews just being huge. Like when I was in like middle school into high school, like they were the band. Like Satellite, God, that was such a good jam. You know, like they just had hit after hit after hit. And they were, they were the band that you would want to see live in person. Like, everyone talked about how great they were. And so I think when it came to my first concert, getting to see them, it was like, that was it. Yeah, You know, that was the coolest you could have gotten. And if anyone's been to Red Rocks Theater in Colorado, it is the best venue. It is outside. It's in this natural rock formation. The acoustics are incredible. So Dave there was just the end all be all. That's so
1: cool. So, again... Well, my first concert was Dave Matthews' band, okay? To me, that was just, you know, that was like my Grateful Dead. You know, I started getting into them in high school, and I my first concert was in high school. And I went to go see them, and I was driving at the time. And I remember me and my buddies went, and everyone was like, Listen, they're all, everyone's smoking pot. I was like, all right, I'll smoke pot. You know, everyone, you know, that's what you do at a Dave Matthews band concert. Well, you know, obviously over the years, I got to go to a lot of concerts and, you know, I've got like a few autographs from Dave like on the streets of New York City. But one day I saw the violinist Boyd Tinsley walking around Soho, mm-hmm. New York City. And to me, Boyd Tinsley was the Richie Sambora, the slash, the, you know, like that's the type of like musician I thought he was. To, like he was just. He, he he was Keith Richards to me. Dude. Yeah, he was he, he was the number two in the band, but to me he was just a very kind of a standout guy. He had a look that stood out and I just loved the violin. I don't know. I just loved it. So anyway, he was walking around Soho, New York City. And this was years ago, and this is when I was back at uh, TMZ. Um, I put the camera on Boyd, and I start to talk to him. And he was so happy that I was interviewing him, and I was interviewing him as a fan. I was like, you know, what's your favorite song to do live? And, you know, I just had this great conversation with him. He was so excited back to talk to me because I don't think he was used to someone putting a camera on him. You know, I don't even know if that many people, especially, you know, paparazzi, recognize him. So it was just like a cool thing for him, cool thing for me. After we're done, I was like, hey, can I get a photo with you? Absolutely. And then we start talking. He goes, hey, listen, we exchange information. And he goes, hey, listen, never pay for a ticket again. Whenever you want to come to a show, reach out to me. So I'm like, all right, uh, cool.
0: Dude, that's like hitting the fucking gold mine right there. Dude,
1: it gets better. So it's about 10 months later, the Dave Matthews Band is doing a show in Brooklyn. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use my one pass thing. You know, like actually before that, the video I did with Boyd went on TV. It made you know got a lot of attention. I sent the video to Boyd. He's like, "Man, that's awesome!" Again, that's when he sent me the message. Never pay for a ticket again. Ten minutes later, Dave Matthews Band's playing in Brooklyn. I was like, "All right, I'm going to use my golden ticket." I reach out to Boyd and go, "Hey, Boyd, I saw you guys in Brooklyn, and uh, any chance he got, you know, you let me roll or let me kind of get extra pass." Writes me back. Absolutely, you know how many you want. I was like, I'm not going to be like crazy and last for like six or even four. Just
0: 17, no big deal. Right? Just me and all of my friends. Yeah, just my.
1: Uh, yeah, just my bar mitzvah. We're gonna, re- re- <laughs> you know. So anyway, so it's just me and a girl was dating at the time, and we go to the concert and we don't think anything of it. We get to the concert and we find out we have like access to like a pre party before the show. So we go to like the pre-party before the show and it was like free booze, free food. And i was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Dave Matthews, band, Barclays, I don't get hooked up like this stuff ever. And then we see the show and the show was awesome. We had a great seat on the side of the, like on the side and we were able to see the ticket. We able to see them perfectly and it was just a great show. Dave Matthews band plays for two and a half hours. During the encore, the band's manager comes to get me, goes, hey, Boyd wants you to come on the tour bus. I'm like, what? Like after the show, I'm like, what? Uh, Okay. So we, as like the band's fishing up, we kind of leave and go like backstage and go to like the side of the stage, and then they're like, thank you, good night. Boyd like runs off stage. "Ah," He's all sweaty. What's up, man? Come on, come on. Grabs me and like brings me to the tour bus. Okay, we go onto the tour bus and there was actually some other people I knew. It was like a few people I knew on the tour bus. And there's a pizza there, and we wound up getting so high on the tour bus. Weed, marijuana, <laughs> not like heroin or any of the jokes. We just smoked a ton of pot on the tour bus, and it was great. Here I am in the Barclay Center. We smoke a ton of weed. And apparently, at the time, Boyd was like, hey, when people give him like joints from the stage, when they throw weed on the stage, like he smokes them. And um,
0: well, That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I know, but, right? Okay, keep going. So we got
1: really high, and then he goes, you know what? Let's do something crazy. I'm like, all right, let's do something crazy. He goes— let's he, he goes where's my phone he tweets out it he goes hey if you want to meet me right now meet me at this and he puts out a random corner in brooklyn and i'm like are we gonna we do this and he goes yeah so he tweets out some random corner in brooklyn we take the tour bus now i get driven out of the Barclays center in the tour bus mm-hmm. we go to this random corner of brooklyn it's now a cold night in december at like 12 in the morning and there's like 300 people there and i'm like oh man this is crazy and I look at Boyd, I'm like, yo, this is nuts. I'm like, come on, Boyd, let's go say hi. He goes, no, 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 let's get higher. I'm like, what? So we, <laughs> well, right. so we smoke some more weed, like joints, we do this volcano thing, we get super high, we go on the bus. Boyd was so nice, basically hugged everyone from the show, like took photos with everyone, hugged everyone, was so great to everyone. We were there for like an hour and a half, and then he took me home in the tour bus
0: dude Drop me off in the is, tour bus that is amazing now that's a damn good story so that's the end of our episode because I can't beat that, <laughs> that one that was like my
1: almost famous moment dude like that was <laughs> uh, but the coolest part is is like during like so here's the here's the shitty part he's no longer in the band and um he just had like a falling out he's not in the band anymore but like for years every single time like Dave Matthews played in the area like I went to the show I brought my buddies with me we got to go on the tour bus and hang out with Boyd and from for me and my friends who like from middle class jersey like my friends who are not from this in this business and they get to go on their the guys tour bus from a guy who's the Dave Matthews band. Our first concert ever was just like, even for my friends, I could see through eye, like how cool this moment was. And I, mean, you know, I went to shows in Philly. I went to shows in LA. I even got tickets from my, my friends because I, he became such a close friend of mine for years. And then, uh, it just sucks. He's no longer in the band, but it was a great hookup for a little bit.
0: Dude, That's awesome. Yeah. A good story. Yeah.
1: Well, all right. So what that's do you, well, what do you got?
0: All right. So, did I ever tell you the story behind how I, like, became friends with Ice-T and Coco? No. Okay. So, what happened was, this was back in the TMZ days. We were uh, we were doing an episode of the show, and someone was kind of pitching out the fact that Ice-T and Coco had a Tupperware party. This was, like, a long time ago. I think they were... They were getting sponsored or like Tupperware's paying them a bunch of money to do like a Tupperware party, okay? And there was a bunch of photos from inside the event and videos. And of course, the the newsroom just started ragging on them. Like, how could this rapper be like hawking Tupperware? This is so dumb. And I remember we had just gotten in a bunch of knives from Tupperware, um, like my in my house, personally. And they were like these green knives, and they were the best knives I'd ever like tried out. And so I stood up for them. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys may think it's dumb, but like Tupperware's actually got some good products, and literally that was the moment that changed everything for me. Sticking up for these people, and next thing I know, uh, Ice Tea, or I mean, sorry, Coco starts following me on Twitter, and she like reaches out to me and says, "Hey, thank you so much. We watched the we watched the TMZ episode, and everyone just ragging on us about Tupperware, and you were the one person." Who stood up who defended us and who like like went to bat for us and she goes i just really appreciate that and literally that moment started this like friendship and then we started like you know tweeting back and forth and all this kind of stuff and i was you know pitching out nice stuff about them on the show every once in a while um but then i went to uh new york and i was out there i met up with my buddy nico and he was in town and he was in town from germany and i was like hey you know um, you know what do we want to do and I'm tweeting and Coco saw me post that I was in New York and she was like hey let's go out to dinner and I'm like wow oh, shit
1: like that's cool
0: I'm like seriously and she's like yeah like Ice and I want to take you out for dinner like you know you've always been so good to us like can we take you out and I was like sure she's like all right give us um, the name of your hotel and we'll swing by and pick you up what? And of course, I'm, I was staying at like the fucking I don't know Holiday Inn or Motel Six. Like, yeah, I would have ran to the, the greatest hotel. I would have ran to the Ritz
1: and just like picked me up from the Ritz. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was so embarrassed. I was like, uh, we're staying at the uh, Holiday Inn on you know. And, yeah. And they literally came to the Holiday Inn, picked us up, and there I think it was like um,
1: God, what kind of car was it? That? Bentley, Rolls Royce, Maybach? Remember. No, it was Mercedes S Class. No,
0: no, I don't know. I, whatever. It was It was a really nice car. It was totally tricked out. Pitch black windows, beautiful interior. And it was literally ice driving us around the city, you know, chatting us oh up. My. They took us to this yeah, awesome restaurant yeah. right in Manhattan. Um, I have no idea what the name of the restaurant was. It was popular at the time. I remember walking and being like, oh, yeah, we've talked about this on the show. So they, as we're getting out of the car and walking – everyone is like, ice. like, he's stopping and taking pictures every four seconds with everyone, like, literally, he walks in the front door, the doorman knows him, um, they were like, oh, thank you for coming, sir, we're gonna take you to your table, they took us, like, to a special table in the back of the restaurant, and we just hung out for hours, having dinner, talking about life, talking about what we do, um, they were meeting my buddy, it was the coolest night, and, of course, at the time, I didn't have, like, Yeah, money to pay for this fancy ass dinner but of course i'm like oh yeah yeah no i'll get this ice was like absolutely not we are we are treating you to dinner and got dinner they drove us back to our hotel our shitty hotel (laughs) wow but that then okay so that was kind of like the initial like friendship started then they were having their renewal of vows. Do you remember this? Yeah. They never had like a big wedding, and so they actually were getting married, and it was going to be part of their TV show. But they were getting married in L.A. They sent me an invite.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So I get this invite. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I'm getting invited to Ice tea and Coco's wedding. Like, this is ridiculous. It was at the W, the W Hotel in L.A. Like the one, like the really popular one. I think yeah. it's on hollywood and like vine or something somewhere down there but yeah we show up and they had to like double check to make sure that you were supposed to be there and coco comes out she's got like this like wedding dress on that her boobs are exploding out of it she's like "Ducks!" and they come over she gives us hugs she got to meet denise and then we walk in and inside the party is like snoop Dogg and flava flame and um bishop don juan and like everyone was in this place and it was it was crazy i did not belong there whatsoever just because of like how cool everyone was and then it was just like weird tmz guy but i had so much fun and it was a wild night and of course we then just remained friends but that's kind of how it all went down and i never thought i'd be at their wedding wow not in a not a million years
1: yeah that's uh that's a good story that's pretty awesome yeah it was fun yeah All right, I'm gonna go. I I don't a,
0: remember what we bought them. Now that I think back, I'm like, I wonder what we bought them for their wedding.
1: I don't. Did you I have to give them, them a gift, or did they say like no gifts?
0: What do you, I, I honestly, I can't even remember. I wish I could go back and find the invite. I, I have no idea where the hell it's at, though. Yeah.
1: All right, I am gonna go with uh, Jim Carrey. Um, Jim Carrey, who I am a huge fan of. Jim Carrey. I mean, I don't know anybody who's not a fan of Jim Carrey. He's just He's Jim Carrey, you know, and he's one of those guys to me when I first started the job doing this field, I didn't like, I didn't think he wasn't on like my radar of someone who I was ever going to run into, you know, and one day it was a Friday night, it was rainy and I needed a shot. I got nobody all day and I needed to get someone and I got a tip that Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos were at La Conde Verde and I waited there. It's like 10 at night and it's raining. I just need a shot. need someone on my camera just so it shows that I work today. And all of a sudden, an SUV pulls up right next to me, and who gets out of the car? It's Jim Carrey and a girl and his bodyguard. And they see me with my camera, and I didn't even do anything. I was like in awe. And the bodyguard like hurries up and brings them into the restaurant. I could see them through the window, but I didn't even like shoot them. And I was like, "Oh, there they are!" And I was just like, "Wow!" And um, I I just couldn't believe it. I could see them eating inside the restaurant, right next to Kelly and and, uh, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos' table. But somehow, they got done sooner than Kelly and Mark. And the bodyguard sees me waiting outside and they, you know, he sees me, with my camera, he basically brought out the girl first because he didn't want to bring them two out together because he didn't want them to be seen together, if that makes sense. And yeah, yeah. yeah, so what I did is I threw my camera in the bush and the, the bodyguard brings the girl out first and then Jim comes out and I had my camera high in the bush. I go, Hey Jim, can I get a photo with you? He goes, sorry, man, don't do photos. And he jumps in the car and I'm just like, oh man, and again, it's raining. It's a Friday night at 10 at night. And all of a sudden I think like Jim obviously sees me by myself standing outside and Jim rolls down the window and goes, hey man, I don't, I, I, I'm really not in the mood to take photos, but I do want to meet you. My name is Jim. I go, hey Jim, my name is Adam. I'm a huge fan. I said, "Listen, I'm here. I'm, I'm a paparazzi at the time. I'm a TMZ at the time. I said, I just wanted to meet you. I, I'm sorry, I've been doing this job for a little bit, and I just never thought I ever run into. You and I just want to let you even know how much you mean to me and how much like you've impacted my life, my career, and like you. And I just basically kissed his ass. And then we just start talking. I'm like, I start talking comedy with him. I told him I'm a comic, and we just start talking for probably about 15, 20 minutes. And he's in the car. I'm outside, but like the girls next to him." And he was as nice as can be, super cool, right? And then that summer, it was right before the summer, that summer, he moved into Perry Street. And on Perry Street was a beautiful street in the West Village. He had this art studio. This the one
0: with a weird, like, garage yeah. door yeah. thing. So yeah. So he lived in, a,
1: yeah, actually, he lived in the same building as the Perry Street restaurant, the same building as two other big celebrities. I don't want to say which celebrities because I don't want to out where the celebrities live. But. Um, And then down the street Probably about like 200 yards down In a beautiful street He had this garage That he rented And made into an art studio And I'd see Jim Carrey Outside Inside painting He'd play basketball On the street Ride bikes And it became my summer Of Jim Carrey And we'd see each other All the time I'd say hi to him I'd stop I'd talk to him Like we were like We were like neighborhood friends Stop hang out all the time We became like Not close But like What's up Jim? Hey how are you? Good to see you How are you Adam? What's going on? Who'd you get today? Like we would just kind of you know, hang out. I get to go in the art studio. He'd show me around. I mean, it was awesome. And then unfortunately moved out, but here's a funny story. So years later, Jim Carrey was staying at the Trump Soho in New York city. And at the time the Jonas brothers were staying there. And there's a few girls, probably about like 10 girls waiting outside for the Jonas brothers, which is an SUV right outside the door. and I'm hanging outside the door with the doorman and you know, the doorman goes, Oh, that car's for Jim Carrey. now I don't shoot Jim Carrey because a, he's not into him. B like, I just don't, he's not into it. So I don't bother him. Right. The girls are waiting outside. They think Joe, uh, one of the Jonas Brothers is about to run out. All of a sudden, Jim Carrey starts ro- walking out the door really quick. Goes to the girls, Jim Jonas, nice to meet you. And he jumps in the car. <laughs> and the girls don't even know who he is. They're like, what? Jim Jonas? Who are you? And then he rolls down the window. He goes, I'm the I'm the Jonas Brother nobody talks about. <laughs> and he rolls the window back up and drives up. Me and the door guy were cracking up because it was Jim Carrey going Jim Carrey and it was so funny <laughs> and the girls were so confused but they're like oh my god we've never we got to see him go like we got to see him in-
0: But and none of that was on tape it was No it was just him it was
1: him just messing around just having fun. Jeez. Uh, so that, that would have been such a good video too. Dude, me. it would have been so good. It would have been so great. Oh man, but I love, you know, it's it's Jim Carrey. It's God,
0: can you imagine if we ever got an interview on here with Jim Carrey? Dude,
1: I have so many questions, but I just want to like hang and just like what's it like, you know, like He's just a genius. I love Jim Carrey. I think he's great. All right, Dax, what do you got?
0: All right, so I've got another New York story for you. So do you remember when I went out for the Live with Kelly competition? I do. So this was right after leaving TMZ. Um, Like a month later, I was flown out to New York by ABC um, because I had made it into the top five of the Live with Kelly competition. This was right after Strahan had left. They were looking for a co-host. Remember, Kelly was like rotating through different co-hosts all the time. And then it was like a a competition um, and people voted me up. And so I got to go out there for the top five. And I'm on the plane. Well, actually, let me rewind. Here in L.A., I am standing next to someone in like the, the security line at the airport and I'm looking, I'm like, is that him? I can't tell. Like, he's got on a hat and big headphones. Like, clearly, in sunglasses, like, doesn't want to be recognized in the airport. And it was Sterling K. Brown. And this was right after the whole O.J. Simpson show. So, he had just won, like, an Emmy for that. A Modern Family – or not Modern Family. I'm sorry. What the hell show is he on? Um, this Is Us. Uh, yeah. This – this is Us was the biggest show on television, and he was just trying to keep it real cool, not looking up. Like, I, I remember him, like kind of like looking at his phone hat, sunglasses, big headphones, like, don't bother me. So I was like right behind him most of the, the way through the security line. I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I could tell it's him. We get on a plane, and as I'm walking through the plane, I'm like, oh shit, there's Chrissy Metz. Oh, shit, there's Justin Hartley and Sterling Kate Brown. So basically the triplets from This Is Us all on my flight, right? We land in New York, and I don't know where they disappeared to. I didn't see them when we were getting off the plane. They were clearly in, like, first class. I was not. Um, And as we are getting to the baggage carousel, Chrissy and Justin Hartley are standing there waiting for their luggage, like, right next to us. And I am a huge This Is Us fan. And I look over, I'm like, can I get a photo with you guys? And they were like, absolutely. The two of them sat there, started asking all these questions, having a great time. They found out that I was in town for this competition. Chrissy ends up following me on Instagram and rooting me on through this whole competition. We are still friends on Instagram to this day over a baggage carousel. Like... How many people do you think come up to them on a regular basis wanting photos and they just come and go and they like were so kind, so cool. I ran into Justin also at like an Emmy party a little bit later. He was awesome. These two were so wonderful and I've kept in touch with at least Chrissy uh, numerous times over the years, but just Dope, dope people, and I wanted to give them that recognition of how cool they truly were because they could have easily just been like, yep, photo, move along with life, and they actually took the time to like get to know me and ask me a bunch of questions and like hang out for a little bit. It was yeah. really fun. No, that's
1: really cool. I've met them before and they're super nice people. Although never actually I would say that of the cast where I met who was really nice was um Chrissy Metz is super nice and um What's his name we just mentioned? Justin Hartley, very Justin? nice. And also, who's the other guy? Uh the Italian guy. Sterling? No. I met him, but he was like eh. he wasn't like that great. Milo? Milo, Milo, very nice guy, cool dude. Um but that's cool. If I got
0: Sterling, I have no idea where he went. He disappeared. Yeah, I never saw him after I got on the plane. He wasn't that cool, but it's
1: I've met him before, but it's not like he wasn't that cool. It's his publicist is sort of like mm-hmm. not nice and kind of ruined the experience when I met him so that shows it Publicists be nice and that kind of reflects on it but uh he uh what's Chrissy is so so nice and so is Justin Harley just like very good people nice cool yeah
0: like I think with Chrissy is she didn't like she didn't make it big in her career until later in her life and she went through a lot of stuff um if you ever have a second there's another podcast that i like to listen to it's called um we regret to Refor- inform you the rejection podcast and they did one about her and it's about people in hollywood and like all the crap that they went through to get to where they are at now and they did one on her and i mean just rejection after rejection after rejection before winding up on this is us because obviously her weight was a big factor a lot of people were like nope we don't you we're just you're just going to be like the fat funny girl and no one is going to take you serious you're never going to get a good role and then she got an amazing role and won an emmy and all of that stuff and um i think that she is very humble unlike other people who like become a star overnight and they don't have that humble side to them she does and she's so cool and so wonderful. And yeah. I hope everyone can get a chance to meet her one day.
1: So actually I have another airport story. I wasn't going to say this story but this just reminded me. Okay. My brother's bachelor party. Um he we were going to Vegas, okay? And I booked the wrong flight. And I booked a flight later than they did by accident. So but we all took went to the airport together and my brother and his friends went to the bar. I had to go to like the gate and try to see if I could go on an earlier flight. So as I'm at the gate, who do I see sitting on the ground? But it's Chris Martin of Coldplay. And he's sitting on the mm-hmm. ground, not in a seat, but sitting on the ground. And I'm like, and I don't like people either A don't recognize him or people aren't talking to him. And my brother and I know his ex-roommate who's there, love Coldplay, huge fans of Coldplay. So I went up to Chris. I go, "Listen, Chris, my brother and his friends, it's their bachelor party." Well, my brother's bachelor party. They're at the bar right now. I booked the wrong flight. Can you just do me a favor? When my brother gets over here, can you just act like you know me and just, like, be cool to me and just, like, say what's up to me? He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, he thinks it's fun. It's cool. So, I'm like, you know, he goes back down, sits down. Later on, my brother and his, because I get on the flight, my brother and his friends come back up, like, all rowdy. They have a few drinks in them. Yeah, and then I'm like, Chris comes up. Yo, Adam, what's up, mate? I'm like, hey, Chris, what's up? It's my brother, Sean. They're like, What the f-? like, Chris Martin, you know, like they're so confused and Chris was so cool and like hung out with us and talked to my brother and his friends for a while. And, you know, he was just going to Vegas by himself and we just bullshit. We actually, all of us wound up uh, boarding the plane last. And, uh, it was just, you know, I I didn't get his phone number. We didn't exchange Twitter handles, but like we got to like hang out with him for a little bit and it was just like a really cool, it made my brother's trip. And like, again, it was just one of those things he went like out of his way to just make it a really fun thing. I think, I guess he knew that it was, like, a really, um, like, cool thing for us and really wanted to make it, like, special for us. And it was really cool. And then, actually, I saw him probably about a year ago. And I reminded him the story. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he acted like he remembered, but he probably didn't. But then uh, he wanted to give me – he was like, here. And he gave me a button from his jacket and gave me a button.
0: That's dope, dude. I love, love, like, when I, – I just like when celebrities are – Dope like that. Like yeah. you run into some, some celebs who are just a holes or just not into the celebrity side of being famous. And it's nice when you have that refreshing moment with a celebrity who is like, Oh, they're just cool or they're like enjoying the, the fame and it's it's not, you know, getting to their heads or they're or they enjoy the interactions with people.
1: Yeah. Fine. All right, what you All got guys? Right, yeah, you. yeah.
0: So, um, this one was Really fucking dope. So okay, there was a couple years ago I was doing um I was filming the show for uh the YouTube channel Hollywood Pipeline, and we were doing this kind of like sit-down interviews with celebs, and I got to interview Tony Hawk, right? Big fan of Tony Hawk. Um I was never a skater at all growing up. That was not my thing. I did not skate. I but Tony Hawk's a fucking legend. Legend. You know, everyone knows Tony Hawk but you know his clothing line just he was everywhere throughout my whole childhood and I get the moment to interview him but not only am I interviewing him I get invited to his house to interview him so it's down kind of near San Diego Um, we drive all the way down there and with me and my buddy Mike who is doing the camera for us and, um, and I get there and we pull up and it's like this It's like a normal community, but then he's got, like, the gated house at the top of the community, right? So we pull up, and Tony is sitting outside, like, on the driveway waiting for us to show up. (laughs) Like, just against the wall, looking at his phone. Like, Tony Hawk is fucking sitting here waiting for us to show up at his house. Like, this is insane. So he, like, opens the gate. We come in and just the nicest oh do you guys want water like do you guys want a tour of the house i'm like yes 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 all of the yeses i can i can possibly give you so we tour his house and it's just like photos galore all this memorabilia everywhere he's got a lot of friends that like are in the art world so they'll send him different pieces of art that they've created um but just a beautiful, very modern-looking home. Walks us out to his backyard. He's got this beautiful pool. The view is overlooking the ocean. Beyond the pool is like his own personal skate park out back. Um, We do the interview. He's unbelievable, just so friendly, so awesome. And then he's like, do you know how to skate? Let's go out in the backyard. I'm like, dude, I've literally never been on a skateboard in my entire life. No, I don't know how to skate. I'm going to teach you how to skate. I'm like, oh, that's
1: cool.
0: I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, this is really embarrassing that I have to like get on a skateboard for the first time in front of Tony Hawk in his own skate park. Um, but of course, I seized the moment we we were like, you know, he's like, oh, I'll just do this. Like, didn't look at me like I'm an because I didn't know how to skate. And he was like, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to let's let's pose for a photo that it's going to look like, you know, how to skate. And so he like he he had me like go up on this ledge and like lean back on the board so the board's coming up and then he's sitting behind me cheering me on and we take this <laughs> epic photo where it looks like i'm just grinding along the, the the edge of the pool and he's cheering me on and so that's I awesome say, i i i learned how to skate in tony hawk's backyard by tony hawk so that's cool. a pretty fucking dope moment in my life um and not only that we went to leave and he had just had his 50th birthday party where he had like a, a special custom made deck, uh you like a skateboard yeah. for his party, and he walks out and he had autographed it. Hey Dax, thanks so much, and gave it to me. So it's a Tony hawk signed deck. That's and so cool. It in my office. That's so
1: cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's uh that's you gotta post that photo in the group if you still have that. I'll I'll, I'll do that. i yeah.
0: I was just thinking, I've like got a couple of photos. I've got like the Chrissy Metz one, I've got one with uh, iced tea from her wedding where the boobs are hanging out. So I'll definitely have to post some of these photos. You, so
1: I'm going to go with this one because since you mentioned Tony Hawk, I'm going to go with Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater Ooh, is one of the good. best okay. surfers of all time. Well, he is the best surfer of all time. He's actually probably one of the best athletes of all time. When you look like all the greatest sports athletes from like the Sean Whites to the Michael Jordans to the Tom Brady's, mm-hmm. Kelly Slater's up there. I mean, the guy is just such a legend. He's almost 50 years old, but he's also still competing with people – That are 20 years old and like winning still. Like it's just crazy what he's done in the surf world. So I'm a huge fan of Kelly Slater. He also has this brand called Outer Known. And one day I'm outside the Bowery Hotel. I was with my buddy Lance. And we, Lance is also a huge surfing fan and a fan of Kelly Slater. We're waiting outside the Bowery Hotel and Kelly Slater comes out. And he was kind of like in a rush with this publicist going to an event. I'm like, Kelly. And he was super cool. He took a photo with both of us. And we start talking to him a little bit. But he was sort of like in a hurry to go to an event. I go, hey, Kelly, real quick. I said, and he goes, what's up? And I was like uh, – Your brand, love it. Way too expensive. And he looks to the girl, his publicist, see? And he goes, tell me more. He goes, I go, listen, I love this stuff. This is cool, this is cool, but you're overpricing it way too much. And I just start kind of not shitting on him, but shitting on him. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, it's tour. And he goes, you know what? What's your address? I give him my card. A week later, he sends me a bunch of clothes. And so cool. Two years later, not even, maybe a year later, we saw based on social media that Kelly Slater was staying at a hotel in Midtown. So me and my buddy Lance were like, dude, we got to go run into Kelly. That was our thing. We were just obsessed with Kelly. And like me and my friend Lance always loved to hang out as we're waiting to, you know, we just it was a good excuse to hang out. But hey, let's hang out while I'm working and hopefully we run into Kelly. As we're waiting outside because we knew where he was staying because of his social media where he posted, 20 minutes later, Kelly comes out with his bags. He's checking out of the hotel. And uh, I start to film. I start to interview him. And I do this interview with him for like seven minutes. He's super cool. We do the interview. And then all of a sudden he's like, uh, I put the camera down. He goes, what are you doing now? And I was like, I'm chilling. He goes, you want to come get us like a a juice with me, a smoothie with me? We're like, look at my buddy Lance. like, okay. I left my car on (laughs) in Midtown. I left my car was on. I left it on and just kind of had it rolling. And because I was just, I couldn't like, hey, let me turn my car off. I went with, I went with, we went with Kelly. We went to go get juice. And like, we just went and got like smoothies together. We walked back and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take like a, a car to the airport. I go. Kelly, I'll give you a ride. He goes, dude, don't worry about it. I'll, I'm just taking Uber there. I was like, Kelly, no, I'm giving you a ride. He was like, okay, I don't drive a, I drive a you Honda. Paid for Co- the
0: smoothies, by the way. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you I was paid like, for his? well, he, I wouldn't
1: allow him to pay. Yeah, I basically did. I wouldn't allow. Listen, I was such a fan. I was like, Kelly, don't worry, I got it. Like, my goal is, hey, if I ever go to Hawaii, you know, you, you treat me like king. But anyway, he's in New York. I bought the smoothies. <laughs> But he comes back to his hotel and he's like, "I gotta go to the airport." I was like, "So he winds up getting my car." My buddy Lance is in the back, and Kelly's in the front seat with me, and we wound up having a great conversation and bonding. But we hit so much traffic that Kelly missed his flight, and I felt so bad. It wasn't my fault. It was just so much traffic. It was rush hour. And Kelly was so chill about it. He's like, dude, don't worry. I'll just book the next flight. Like, he just – he's a surfer. Like, he's, like, he's just he, – and I guess he has so many points. He's like, yeah, I'll just take the next flight. It's fine. Like, he's just – like, he's just, like, uh, lives out of his backpack. Like, it was just so, like, effortless to him. But we wound up, like, bonding so much that, like, we became, like, friends. And then, like, every time if I do, like, an Instagram live, like, Kelly always jumps on my Instagram live and, like, will start commenting. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, it's just – we we just game buds where we like bond over UFC stuff and bond over just like comedy and just life and stuff and I don't know it's been really cool that like yes I I'm a huge fan of them but it it turned into like a real friendship so cool you know it's pretty awesome
0: so now we just need a Sean White story and complete the trifecta of I, know, I know I
1: know I know I <laughs> know I think between Tony Hawk and Kelly you might have lost the audience a little bit but here I'm gonna I'll give you one last story I'm gonna give you my one last story ready for this Dax okay yep. Michelle Rodriguez, okay. okay. You like Michelle Rodriguez? Oh, that's a blast
0: from the past, right? right. There. Michelle
1: Rodriguez, you know, she's was she, on,
0: a, if she was on Lost? Lost, right? Fast and like the Lost. Furious.
1: Come on, like Fast and the Furious. Yep. She's been around. I mean, she's part of the. She's a legend, Fast and the Furious. She is an interesting person. So one day it was a Friday night. This was years ago, and I was outside some this bougie event, and there's a few random celebrities there, and there's autographers there. And Michelle Rodriguez came out like to smoke a cigarette and the autographers start to like ask for photos and autographs. I start to like interview her a little bit and then me and her just start bullshitting a little bit. Like we start talking for a while outside the event and then all of a sudden like she was like, all right, I need to get a car. She was trying to get like an Uber. She She couldn't get an Uber. She couldn't get a taxi. So I walked up to her. I was like, hey, Michelle, you know what? I'll give you a ride home. And she was like, really? All right, you give me a ride home. That's cool. I'll ride with you. And even like the security event, I was like, dude, I don't think you should ride home with this guy. <laughs> like, And I, listen, I wasn't going to do anything wrong, but this security is like, I, excuse me, Ms. Rodriguez, we don't uh, advise we that don't you
0: condone. We this. don't We don't advise <laughs> you
1: drive home with a paparazzi, you know? like she's like, no. And she, she might have had a few drinks. And she was like, no, nah, that's cool. It's cool. And then all of a sudden, there's like, Rich dude comes out of nowhere and starts to like hit on her a little bit, but not like strongly hit on her, but like starts to like, you know, kind of flaunt his stuff. And he's like, hey, listen, you know, I have a car service if you want me and my car service could take you home. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm done. She's going to go with the car service. She goes, no, no, no. I'm going to go with my friend over here. And I'm like, what? She's going with me still? And she like dips on going through like a nice Escalade to drive back home in my Honda Accord from like a nice event. (laughs) So like I take her home and like we're driving home and we're like blasting music or like we're singing and dancing. I'm like, oh, this is getting weird. This is kind of crazy, Michelle Rodriguez. And then I just like let her off. Like I just like dropped her off. She's like, thank you. She gives me a hug and a kiss on the cheek. And uh, I let her off like at her house, which is crazy. I'm just dropping off Michelle Rodriguez at her home. About six months later, I run into her. I'm like, Michelle, she's like, eh. How are you and then she starts to talk she's like Adam's a nice guy he gave me a ride home one day and like I'm like filming her as I talked to her and her friends are like what are you doing getting rides home from this guy <laughs> and it was just like such a weird moment but she was so cool and so chill and so nice so that was kind of cool oh that's a fun story yeah I like that you got all one? right I
0: got one last story for you this one I know I've I've said moments of it on the podcast and I think I even brought it up to the guest once when we had her but for people that haven't heard, I think it's just a fun story because of the situation as a whole. But my, my run in with Kendra Wilkinson. Oh. So this happened back in like, Oh, seven, I think is like the year. Um, we, uh, we were covering the like big in Oh seven. I, and I think it's oh seven um award show that VH one used to have, you know, where they'd like bring everyone out. It was yeah. like the most popular people of the year. And, so we were backstage at that got to meet Paris Hilton that night and um what was the what was the girl's name that was on Heroes um the blonde one Hayden Panettiere yeah met Hayden Panettiere that night like just met so many cool people and then the after party was at the Playboy Mansion and so uh, I was with Mike Walters at the time and Chad these are guys from TMZ if you if you don't know the names or whatever um <laughs> and mike had like crazy connections for for this party so if you if you've ever been to a party at the playboy mansion which a lot of people obviously haven't they what they used to do would you would have to park off site and then they would have all these shuttles that would bring you in because there was no parking in beverly hills it's like literally the mansion is in the middle of a, a community and you can't park along the streets they don't want that so they would just Here, you park at like the W, and we'll send a car to come or we'll send a bus to come get you, and you you trek in. Like, it's a whole ordeal. And Mike had access to parking at the house, (laughs) which is huge. It is a big deal to be able to drive onto the property, park right there, (laughs) because that's only what like the big celebrities get to do. So I remember we were driving up the driveway, like, Looking at each other, like holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. Like we got access to the Playboy Mansion, and we were parking like around. If you remember, there's like a fountain in the middle by the front door. Like literally, we parked like right up there. It was it was cool. So we go around back. Everyone's at this party. Paris is there. Snoop's there. Um, I, I don't even remember. There were so many people wandering around this thing, but I remember running into Kendra Wilkinson. And this was the time that she was actually living at the mansion and she's out there. She had on like a, I think it was like a chargers Jersey or something. So she was totally not dressed up, just kind of looked like she walked out of her bedroom and wanted to like, check out what was happening at the party. And we end up dancing next to the pool and like, she's like dancing with me. We're having a great time. I end up taking a photo with her, um, she pointed over to like where the grotto was. I went and checked out the grotto, but it was just a really cool night because being at the playboy mansion was already like historical for me running into one of Hef's girlfriends at the playboy mansion, her dancing with me. Like it was just a very, very memorable night for me. And I remember I brought it up to her on uh, one of our episodes and I don't think she could have given two fucks, but <laughs> for me it was a big night. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun.
1: No, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a really cool. It, when cool you, experience. Yeah,
1: when you park though, are you like nervous parking there because like it's just everyone's looking at you to see who pulls up or
0: no? Because most people were already like in the back, and I think the buses where they dropped him off wasn't right there. So like we were parking Mike's car, and it was like next to all these other like fancy ass cars, but like no one was really out there. I remember I even I took a photo right out front of the Playboy Mansion near the fountain, and there's no one out there yeah it was, it was like we had access to a a spot that no one else could go it was so fucking cool dude yeah anyway um, and then i went in the grotto and got they, they wouldn't let you take pictures inside the grotto i remember that that being a big deal and and it was cool
1: uh that's so, pretty cool those are our
0: stories i feel like i could tell you like a hundred more now that we're getting into it i'm like oh this is fun i i've got like a lisa vanderpump one and Brian Austin Green What I, I feel like I've got so many more that I want to tell, but we're kind of out of time for this week's episode. Yeah. So we may have to um, uh, do another episode like this down the road because this was cool.
1: Yeah, no, this was a lot of fun. I thank you guys for checking out. Listen to our uh, our shenanigans. Uh, make sure you check out our, our, our Instagram at Raw P-O-D. We're also on TikTok, Facebook. Um, we're on it all. Our shout-out to our private Facebook group, Off the Record, where we kind of put some deets up there and uh, some stuff. It's just a really cool community where we kind of interact with you guys. You guys interact with each other. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Follow me at Adam Glynn. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. We'll see you guys next time. And if,
0: you guys have, yeah, if you guys have a second, please head on over. Leave us a review. It means the world to us. Um, it is the one way that we start to climb the ranks uh, on iTunes and on the charts. So please, please, please. You know you hear us say it all the time. But if you haven't left one, We would really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Until next week. Bye. See ya. Ahura Media Production.